This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Speaking of super simple, what about this? Who wants to go to the Warrior game on Friday night? I do. Pair of tickets. Let's go. All of us here at 95.7 The Game, we want to thank Dub Nation for making this the 500th consecutive sellout dating all the way back to 2012. But what was it that happened in 2012? Why did things suddenly get hot? That's weird. Fifth caller on the contest line. The contest line. Here we go, 415-523-4652. 415-523-4652. Call the caller line and you lose. So call the contest line, 415-523-4652. Caller 5, pair of tickets to Friday's game against the Mavs. I love it. It's uh, it's going to be a big game. Warriors need to have it. They all are. Without a doubt, yeah. They all are. They all are. Yeah. By the way, while we're on this, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep it Niners and get back to it, but I wanted to take one moment while we're on the, the Warriors. Well, first and foremost, um, yeah, we again, if you're just joining us, the game tonight that was scheduled at, uh, at 6 o'clock has been canceled. Warriors assistant coach, uh, Dayan Milojevic has tragically passed away. Uh, heart attack while the team was having dinner last night. And at age 46, and the father of two and a husband, uh, he has passed away. So our thoughts, our emotions, our tears, our everything is uh, is with his family, is with the whole Warriors family, with what took place last night and into this morning. And, uh, and so there will be no Warrior game coming up tonight. They will next play at this game that we were just referencing, which is Friday night against the Dallas Mavericks back at home at Chase Center. But I also wanted to mention this, listening to Stein and Goo earlier today, and they had a little warrior conversation, and uh, Steiny was going off on uh, this new NBA stat of clutch points. Yeah. Did you hear this? I did. This is, It made me laugh. But then it made me disagree with him on something. Um, and, and he was talking about how it was a cockamamie stat because Curry led or leads the entire NBA in clutch points. But there were a couple things that he was really ticked off about. One, he goes, four of the five players who lead in clutch points play for teams with a losing record. So how clutch really are they? You could also argue it's out of whack because if you can't blow people out, you have more chances to score clutch points. And the Warriors blow every lead that they've ever had. Therefore, everything coming down the stretch is, in theory, clutch points. Games that are somewhat close in the final five minutes. The other thing he was pointing out, though, is Curry's percentage during clutch points time is not anywhere near the top. 
So how can he be the leader? It's a made-up stat, he said, based on individuals. And man, NBA, you got to stop making it all about individuals. It's about team. And I sat there and I immediately thought to myself, Steiny, you know who would disagree with you? David Stern. The league basically... Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But the league basically rebirthed itself because of the marketing of individuals over teams. They're not called Air Bulls that are on your feet. Right, right. They're called Air Jordans. And for years, um, Christmas Day, LeBron versus Kobe. I never heard Cavs versus Lakers. LeBron versus Kobe. And I can also tell you, having young NBA fans in my home, they are not wooed by the Bucks. But do you know what my son will wear to practice tomorrow night? His Giannis's. He will wear his Giannis shoes. And so I totally get where you're coming from. And in a milk and cookies world, Steiny is right. I would love for it to all be about team and strength in numbers. But this is marketing. It's marketing 101. And the players are godlike figures to young NBA fans. And that is exponentially more interesting than the idea of T-A-A, T-E-A-M, team, team, team. Sure. So, um, anyway, how that relates back to Curry. Is Curry bigger than the Warriors? Yeah. Right. Sorry. Well, and he leads the NBA in clutch points because they lead the NBA in clutch games. Right. They've played 26 clutch games. Because can't shake He scored 113 points in the clutch. And his percentages are pretty good in the clutch. 51.6 from the floor, 50% from three, yet they're only 15 and 11 in those games that are considered to be clutch. And the whole marketing plays right into what you were talking about with the Warrior tickets and the sellouts, because before the sellout streak began back in 2012, going back to the OOs and even before, you could buy a five-game Kobe Bryant mini-pack, or you could buy your (laughs) Michael Jordan mini-plan, where you get the Jordan visit, and then four other games they would throw in. So the Warriors would market the visiting team, but they would market the visiting player more than they would market the visiting team. And that's been the case, like you said, ever since David Stern took over, and going back to Magic versus Bird. And yeah, it was Lakers and Celtics, but... Which was maybe, in my lifetime... The last time and the only time where team felt bigger than player. There was Magic versus Bird, but it was. Right. It's like I grew up, I started watching the NBA when it was Lakers versus Celtics. Right. And the Lakers, Lakers and were, Celtics. it was Bird, McHale, and Parrish, and Magic, you know, Kareem, Jerry Sheesting, and, and Danny yeah. Ainge, and Dennis Johnson. And you can name almost the entire rosters because it was team versus team. And then Michael came in, and yeah, he had Scottie Pippen, but nobody knew about Scottie Pippen until they started winning. It was Michael, and it was Dominique, and even before that, it was Julius Irving, and it's always been about individuals. Well, and that was strategic by David Stern. Like, that was purposeful. Like, they changed the marketing strategy to sort of make those players exactly what I called them. Godlike figures to to young fans. San Francisco Giants. How you doing? How you doing? Well, we're a good team. God, they have figures. We got got a guy from the right side, and then we've got a guy from the left side. 
They just spent millions in the international pool, Mark. Yes, they did. On a couple of teenagers <laughs> that, darn it, in about eight years, they might actually show up and be major leaguers. Darn it, I hope so. We've got a guy who pitches the first inning, and then a different guy comes out of the second. Want to buy a ticket? Right, right. Everyone's like, dude, do you have any good players? Don't miss Zach Littell get three outs Tuesday night against Milwaukee. Exactly. Baseball's never been able to market the individual that way because even even if the Giants had Mike Trout, you might get four Trout at-bats, five if you're lucky, and in the field he might catch three or four fly balls and throw the ball effectively once or twice. That's it. When you get to watch the chef. For example, come on. You're getting 34, 36 minutes of he's at least running around out there and shooting the ball and maybe throwing one of those ill advised hook passes that gets turned <laughs> over. But in the clutch, there's no one better than Stephen Curry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it always has been. You know, think of Barry Bonds and what he was to this entire project. They don't build that stadium without that individual. Right. Forget your team. That did have some good years, yes. Now, the Giants of 2010, 12, and 14, maybe in some minds is an example of of team. And, and sure, the Warriors and the way their beautiful basketball would accentuate ball movement and strength in numbers. I'm not saying the, the, that the team idea, look at the Niners this year. I think that they're a wonderful example of team. But when it comes to stats, popularity, marketing, the way we watch things, My gosh, we've been sitting here for years screaming about individuals and the need. We need someone whose jersey you want to buy. Okay, like that's got nothing to do with team. You need to have exciting individuals. And that was completely the strategy of David Stern, and it brilliantly worked. Yeah, and it still works today because, as you mentioned, the Bucks. yeah, they have Dame Lillard now and Giannis, but the average NBA fan, somebody maybe not in your household, you'd be hard-pressed to come up with the other three starters, let alone oh, depth pieces I couldn't. on their team. Yeah. And you can you could mention any NBA team, and you could probably pull a name, a marquee star, or a guy who's their best player, and that's by design. So even when Atlanta comes, you know you're getting Trey Young, and he may be wildly inefficient, and he may not be elite, but he's at least somebody that they can market and the Warriors can market. Hey, it's Steph versus Trey coming in February or whenever that game is. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get back to Niners in your phone calls, 888-957-9570. Tashawn Gibson said something real interesting about Kyle Shanahan that if you haven't heard it yet, you're going to want to hear. We'll play that for you coming up next. Also, relaxing days, stunning sunsets, winter is magical in Bodega Bay. Come experience it all at the Inn at the Tides. Winter midweek rates start at just $1.79 per night and include breakfast and a bottle of wine upon arrival. Book ahead at inatthetides.com. Your call's next on Willard and Dibs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Wow, Lucas got served. Oh, he got so he served. He got served, Lucas. He got served by the... Yeah, he did. Damn. Damn, I was never, you know. Who can boss around Lucas? Well, that's the thing, you the know. Grandy man. Our listeners are sitting here going, <laughs> how does like, how does like a radio pecking order work? Like, who's in charge of who? Yeah. But because uh, Lucas is a producer, Lucas is like number two. Yeah. Like, if, wow, that was offensive. He's number like Nahigian's the boss, and if Nahigian's out, then Lucas is right. Lucas is the guy, right? But Grandy is the technical director. Correct. He's also got a, a, a substantial on-air role here at ninety-five-seven. Great game. presence, and um, he just yelled at Lucas, and Lucas responded, and Lucas slumped out of here with his tail between his legs. Grandy said, "Jump," and Lucas said, yeah. "How high?" Yeah, and there you go. And look at them in the other room right now. Granny is standing over him, wow. looking down on him. And that is a wee little man. And Granny chastising him is born out of weeks and weeks and weeks of frustration. Because Lucas, <laughs> you know, a man is. after my heart, it's a frustration sensation. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Lucas will peck, 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 peck. It's death by a thousand paper cuts with Grandy. New definition of pecking order. Thank you. And I love it. And it, Mark is doing it. For those of you on YouTube, you can see it. For I'm those, doing of, it. I'm it, doing just it live. Lay out, Mark. I'll handle it. I'm out. I'm out. He's holding up the McCaffrey jersey, autographed, framed, resplendent, and beautiful. One jersey, Whoa. two. Don't drop it. Two pictures. Uh, one slight um, issue with the plastic because Mark's man hands. He manhandled it, oh. but. The jersey itself itself is fine. They're over the plastic. I'm, my hands are on the plastic. Didn't you rip the plastic yesterday? No, it was already ripped. That was a joke. Oh, okay. Anyway. That was a funny joke. It, yeah, hilarious. One of the funnier things he's ever said. That's what I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, so uh, your chance to qualify to win this framed autographed jersey is still to come here. On Willard and Dibs here on 95.7 The Game. We'll be with you all the way up until 6 o'clock when the Grandy Man, the, when the Grandy Man takes over. Yeah, is that what's happening? Are you, yeah. yeah. You on? You leading with yeah, Golik? Best of. You leading with Golik? Eh, we'll find out. Too yeah, early to tell. Look at you. He's still look deciding. Yeah. There's been some good stuff today here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, the window is open in 10 minutes. Oh, in 10? Okay, 4.30 to 5.30. 4.30 to 5.30. And what are you going to do about it? When the window opens. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to sit here and... I'm going to uh, eat it. <laughs> I just have my soup. Delicious. Yeah. Swallow them. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank so uh, what Crazy. we'll do about it is uh, somewhere between 4.30 and 5.30, we'll give you a keyword. You text it into 20357, then you're qualified. Uh, it's a qualification sensation. Cha-ching! And then, uh, and then once you're in, Cha-ching! you have an opportunity to keep qualifying, right? Every show. It's not just, hey, I've qualified, I've already done it. No, no, no. You will increase your chances if you qualify every show. And so we're going to do it every day, 4.30 to 5.30. Roast from 7.30 to 8.30. Steining and Goo, 12.30 to 1.30. Every day, rest of the week, qualify, 203.57. And uh, you may walk out of here with that Christian McCaffrey signed jersey, framed, matted, beautiful. Would be great to have that in your fan cave. Uh, as you're watching the 49ers make their run through this postseason, a game this Saturday with a win, a game next Sunday with a win. In two weeks after that, the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, man, I, I'm I'm big into visualization. You know what that makes it? Right? I do, I do. Visual visualization sensation. I try to do that with golf. Like that's the, there's a pre-shot routine. Yeah, which is right. Visualize it. Yep. Um, and uh, nice. And here's what I'm visualizing right now. I love that the Niners play on Saturday night. Sunday sounds so damn relaxing. Man. If the Niners have already put the biscuit in the basket. I don't know what the Ravens and Texans are going to do early in the day. Watch out for that game, by the way. Watch out for that game. Just speak to that. Just watch out for that game. You can't just say watch out for I it. I will speak to that. Put your name on it. What are you um, calling here? I'm calling... Uh, a Texans cover. It sounds I'm like they're getting the I'm, nine. I'm calling a Texans cover, yes. Current weather is 28 degrees That's at fine. M&T Bank Stadium. Yeah. Frosty, partly cloudy, I think with the, a chance of Lamar. I think the Ravens will win. I think the Ravens will win by seven. But I also think it's going to be enough... To where it is in doubt at the 10 minute mark of the game. 10 minute mark of the game, you still got a one score football game that could go either way. I think the Texans are a little young. This is a little bit of an assignment that's probably more than they can handle, but I think that they are one or two good bounces away from putting the scare into the Baltimore Ravens. The Texans' defense, led by someone we very much respect in D'Amico Ryans, has been playing opportunistic football, ball-hawking football. You saw it against the Browns last week. Now, Lamar and Joe Flacco are two completely different animals, obviously. Lamar is much harder to defend. But if Houston can get a turnover and, and really do something with that turnover... I am such a believer in C.J. Stroud and those young weapons that he has, even with Tank Dell out. Nico Collins is a future star in this league. And uh, the weather, sure, outdoors, that's a thing. The Texans have played, we were going over this yesterday, their outdoor games this year, mixed bag. They've had some games outdoors in the division yep. where they scored a ton of points. Loss at Baltimore in the opener, 25-9. to Right. J.K. Dobbins, torn Achilles. Right. Season over. C.J. Stroud's first ever game. Correct. Yeah. Win at Jacksonville by 20. Uh, loss at the Panthers, 15-13. Weird one. It's a bit of a stinker. Yep. Divisional. Uh, win at Cincinnati. 
by three. 30 to 27. Yep. That was a game where they had to keep scoring, and they did. Loss at the Jets, 30 to six. That one was, yeah, that one got sideways. Win at Tennessee, 1916. Yep. And then, uh, That's it. But similar to what we say about the Green Bay Packers, I think that the Houston Texans um, have become a little bit of a different team here in the last four weeks or so. And there is something to be said. A lot of times when we get into this rest versus rust conversation, here's what we're actually talking about. When a team has had three or four straight weeks of we got to win, you can get on a roll. And that is Green Bay and that is Houston. Like, they've essentially been playing playoff games already for a month. And they've been on a roll. And I, and I do think that that matters. Baltimore's the better team, but a couple of bad bounces from this one being even, Steven, in, in my opinion. And I do think we're looking at a one-score football game. Yeah, I wonder how the Texans respond to the conditions because it will be cold. Yep. And there'll be a little bit of wind. And I think this is the first game that we mentioned that they've had these adverse circumstances and I think that Baltimore, they might get Andrews back, the tight end. I don't think they're going to need him. This feels like it's going to be a two-score victory for Baltimore. I think Baltimore's real, and I think that uh, the Texans, uh, their chariot turns back into a pumpkin in the frigid climbs of Maryland. AFC's Final Four, it's all four division winners, and it's going to be tough, man. That is going to be a slog to come out of that Final Four. You mentioned Sunday, and I think you're right in terms of how the Sunday could be. If the Niners win Saturday, then you wake up Sunday and you handle all your business, and even if it spills into the Tampa-Detroit game, that's fine. 3.30. Kansas City wow. at Buffalo. That, that's a moment, yeah. The first game is great. All four of these games, I think that this is the best weekend in pro football. Better than Super Wild Card Weekend. I prefer this weekend because you've got the two best teams and every other team has won a game. Mm-hmm. So you've got the real eight playing for a spot in the conference championship. So you get to that Sunday spot, 3.30 our time, and oh boy, that game is... I mean, that game is well, as much of a watch party game no as doubt. the Niner game. No doubt. And, uh, yeah, I, I invite all of our listeners to do uh, uh, a little bit of a, uh, a a Manning cast type of a thing if you want for the second half of that football game. It'll actually be me and Ephraim Salam. Uh, who oh, are, Ephraim. Uh, yeah, Ephraim is back just for this weekend. Back. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, Kyle's got to take the day off. And, uh, and so Ephraim Salam and I will take you through the second half of that football game uh, right here on the air. And that's, uh, that, that'll be a whole lot of fun. But I, listen, if the Niners go ahead and win, that Lions-Bucks game, I know it's not like sexy on paper, but I love that vibe. Like just that's that's what I'm trying to visualize. Right. Like you're chilling, the Niners won by 14, and your feet are crossed, and you got Daisy Dips out, and you're sitting there with your chips and your beer. Farmers Brewing Company, and you're sitting there. Sell it all, right? You got you, right? You got it all at Safeway. It's all set. Yeah, sure. you bought it at Safeway. Your feet are crossed, and uh, hell, let's get some more sponsorship. <laughs> you're sitting there with uh, with, a, with a Nike on one foot, yeah. and an Adidas on the other foot, and you're just sitting there watching who's gonna come here next weekend, and uh, and that's that feeling that uh, that I want because man, the opposite. Would be a disaster. Yeah, you don't even maybe watch a, the game. It'd be a disaster. I mean, if you if you watch it, you hate watch it, and you know that mm. no matter who wins that game, they're not going to be coming to Levi's. And 
whoever wins that game would get a chance to host because the Packers are the That's seven. Correct. So That's correct. If Green Bay were to pull off the, the shocking upset here, <gasps> it's either another Detroit home game or... God forbid Tampa, Tampa Bay. Green Bay. I just come a on, battle of the bays in Tampa. Get out of it here. doesn't seem plausible. Jared Goff's got to come home. It's got that's got to be the NFC title game. It has to be. You'd figure. It has to. Detroit be. by six and a half. It yeah. feels like Tampa Bay. You know, I talked about the Texans uh, chariot turning into a pumpkin. It feels even more the case with Tampa Bay to me, a team that you know it, I think was maybe the least of all the playoff teams, and yet. They got a great matchup against a Philadelphia team that had shut it down. All right, so where's the upset this weekend? Or do you not see one? I think it's Kansas City at Buffalo. You think so? Yeah. If I was in there, it's the smallest spread. So that's the safest sure. pick. Sure. But something about Patrick Mahomes, and I know he's never done what he's going to have to do win a playoff game on the road. Play a playoff game on the road. Well, he's never done either. Yep. So you have to play one to win one, and he's never played one, so he's never won one. And right now, the weather. At Highmark Stadium is 20 degrees, even colder than in Baltimore. So you're going to have another cold one. Something about Josh Allen and the giveaway against Patrick Mahomes and a Chiefs team that's just found a way to get it done time and time again. I would tab Kansas City as the most likely team to pull off the upset. I mean, you're. I think you're right both by math and emotion. Um, but uh, I'll tell you this. I uh, I would put a healthy amount that the four home teams are going to win these football games, but if there's one that really, really wouldn't surprise me, it's gonna, my answer is going to surprise you. It's Houston. Yeah, yeah, I can I, see like, that. I, 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 that that to me is the game that feels a little wobbly as far as the flow and the matchup. Houston's got a little something going now. And you look at what they did last week. I know it was weather controlled and it was a home game. I I understand all that. But I just keep in mind what people were saying about the Cleveland Browns at the the start of last week. I heard a lot of people not only think that Cleveland was going to easily win that football game. Joe Flacco, bees knees, best defense in football. Uh, They're going to go to Baltimore and give Baltimore everything they can handle. I knew a lot of people who thought the Cleveland Browns were going to be in the Super Bowl, and they got torched, torched, and run off of the field. Houston can play. You know what that means? Oh, yeah, I do, Mark. Do you yeah. know what that means? I know what that means, yeah. <laughs> the window is open. So here we go. If you want to win a framed autographed Christian McCaffrey jersey, you got to stay locked in right now. Right now, because we're giving out the keyword real soon. All you're going to need to do is text in that keyword once we give it to you to the number 20357. So mark that number down, 20357. That's where you send the text. We'll give you the keyword shortly and uh, text it in, and you're qualified. You're qualified to win at the end of the week. It's exciting, and uh, I can't wait to hear what the word is and when it rolls out, and also hear you criticize the word, which uh, hopefully it's a word that is going to be beyond reproach today. I haven't looked at the word. Let me look at the word. Um, You okay with it? Yeah, that's better. Okay, good. Good. That's better. In terms of your Houston-Baltimore prediction and Baltimore being maybe the most vulnerable I look at Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, and I think that that is one and three. a good reason. Yeah. One and three, 
and five interceptions and three touchdowns throwing the ball. And, you know, you look at him running it, he's only rushed for one touchdown. So his TD to interception ratio, not good. And he only reached 200 yards passing in one game. And that was the loss to Tennessee back in 2020. So Lamar Jackson in the postseason has not been good. And he's been prone to the turnover. And you mentioned one bad bounce could be a pick. And if it's a lower-scoring game and it comes down to Lamar Jackson having to to do something he's only done once, I don't think that they necessarily have a big decisive edge in the quarterback position because Lamar struggled in January. Well, look, Baltimore is uh, is really good. Baltimore's obviously really good. That, that, that's, a, that's an easy thing to you look at what they did Coming down the stretch, obviously there was the loss to Pittsburgh last week. Lamar didn't play, so forget that. The Steelers needed it, and and, and the Ravens did not. But if you look at what they did in December leading up to that, it is a hell of an impressive run, okay? They defeated the Los Angeles Rams, albeit in overtime. Um, And then they beat Jacksonville by double digits. And then they beat the 49ers on the road by double digits. And then they took apart Miami to the point where they may have they may have ended their season. Uh, they demoralized them. They injured them. The Dolphins walked out of there 56-19 to 19 defeat. But what do we also know? Miami doesn't play well against good teams. They haven't been able to do that all year, and they got very, very banged up. What do we know about Jacksonville? Actually, they fell apart down the stretch. Rams kind of had the Ravens, to, for, to, to be honest with you. And I'm still, here's one thing I'm scratching my head about. Because I'm not like the, uh, the, the guys who go in there and just study tape all day, watching film of games after we see them the first time. That's not my jam. But from the Greg Cosells to the Brian Baldingers and more, we've talked to how many people who've come on and said, we did film study on Ravens Niners. And damn it, the Niners were just going up and down the field. Like, again, I didn't do this. These aren't my words. But these are people who are like, if these tip balls hit the ground, you're talking about a completely different football game. The Niners had open space, wide open spaces, all over the place when they had the ball on offense. And so I just I wonder, because Houston's offense is really humming. Stroud is humming, and they're moving the ball. And, uh, and that Ravens defense had some moments in December where they looked like they were willing to give up some chunk plays. And chunk plays is exactly how Houston got it done last weekend. Man, that's well, how the Niners were know. getting it done against Baltimore. In the opening drive, Purdy to Kittle for 58, Purdy to Kittle for 13, and then Brock Purdy throws a ghastly interception. Not yep. tipped. Not tipped. No, it was a terrible pick. Just a straight-up giveaway at the 15-yard line, and that was the one that probably changed the game because then the Niners get the safety, they get the ball back, and they drive down again, to, to your point about what the experts say, and they settled for three. So now you're near the end of the first quarter, and you're up 5 nothing, where you know it probably should have been 9 nothing, but or, or maybe even more because you had to settle for the field goal, and you had a touchdown that you should have scored. So you could have really been in control of that game, and you weren't. The thing about Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, if you go back to one of his playoff losses, it was in 2020, the 2019 season, they were 14-2. and 
They were very similar to this team. Yep. Best team in the AFC. And then they had a home game against Tennessee after they had to buy, and they lost 28-12 to to Tannehan and Vrabel and company. And that was a game where Lamar ended up throwing it 59 times in a loss. And, you know, that's the kind of game that, if you're Baltimore, you don't want to get into this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I, I look up and down the board, and I think it's a, it's a difficult week to predict an upset. And I'd argue that Chiefs beating the Bills is only barely an upset. I don't even know yeah. it, how much to to what level that actually qualifies. Um, but man, it always doesn't it feel like when you go into every weekend, you're like, there's gonna be a surprise somewhere. Yeah, where is it? Where is it? Obviously, like you you technically had three favorites and three dogs win last weekend, but it really only feels like there was one surprise, one shocker. It was Green Bay. Yeah, Screen that back. was a shocker. Houston was only a two-and-a-half-point dog. But surprising the, in the way yes, that they dismantled the, the ease, Cleveland. The ease with which they won, yes, the, I'll Two pick-sixes for the Texans. Two pick-sixes. And, it, and, and an thing, absolute Ottoman game in the fourth quarter. Correct. Right. Yeah, I was, uh, and, and, I was and, refereeing. I got in the car, and I was listening to the broadcaster. I think it was Ian Eagle, and he hadn't yet given the score, but... They're just, you know, they're going back and forth, and they're having fun. And <laughs> just it's just like, you like hot dogs. Totally. And hot I was dog like, I, you know, I, I wonder what the <laughs> heck's going on. And here comes Davis Mills out of the field. Yeah. And I thought, oh, geez, I wonder what the score is. And then 41 to 10 or whatever it was at that point. I was like, my God. Right. And, and, and the Bucks being a three-point dog was just a perception error on the part of humanity. Sure. Like there was absolutely well, it was a resume spread, and people bought into it, myself right. included. Except for the last five weeks are also the Eagles' resume. Yeah, and it's just like I get it. It's hard for us to imagine. It still is hard for us to figure out what happened. But that spread came down to whether or not you believed the Eagles were actually broken. Peter King will be on this show tomorrow. Do you remember what he said? He said this to us. I think it was last week. So the Philadelphia Eagles look like a broken football team. And they were. They completely were. And so if you expected the Eagles to come out and win that game simply because, A, they're the Eagles, and, B, the Bucks are nothing to write home about, it was like, yeah, neither are the Giants, neither are the Cardinals, neither are all the teams that busted Philly in the mouth over the last few weeks. So that one didn't surprise me at all. Even the fact that it was a blowout. The Eagles were totally and completely broken from the inside out. That one, to me, was a uh, they-can't-possibly-lose-to-Tampa Bay game. They they can't possibly be that broken to lose to that Tampa Bay team because Tampa Bay, they're not very good. But apparently they are that broken because that game was never in doubt for Tampa. Um, I mentioned the uh, to Sean Gibson comments. We're going to play those here in uh, in just a second, and then we can react to them as well. Would love to take some calls at, uh, at 888-957-9570. I do have one question about the Lions also. That was very, very emotional, what they went through last weekend. Jared Goff against McVay, first home playoff game in 30 years. You win the game. Goff is in tears. Crowd is chanting his name as he walks off the field. Boy, then you get another home game, and it's Tampa Bay coming in with a 9-8 and record. It is so classically an emotional letdown game. 
That's the only thing that scares me about them. Is like, dude, you guys aren't going to come out sleepy, are you? They might come out sleepy because they got it. They did it. They beat the Rams. They got their home playoff win. Right. Oh, and now Tampa's here. Well, we'll win that. That's easy. We're going to bite a kneecap. Yeah. You're, I, I like the fact that Dan Campbell is their coach. Right. He's perfect for this kind of a game. No doubt. But, dude, perfect emotional letdown game. I think in a normal circumstance, maybe, but knowing what Detroit as an organization and as a city has been through, I don't think that the fans are going to allow the team to come out sleepy. Um, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'd love to see the Lions yeah. and the 49ers play in uh, in a week and a half. Uh, Tashawn Gibson was on the Richard Sherman podcast through the volume. Take a listen to this, talking about Kyle Shanahan. Kyle's probably my favorite coach I've played with. I'm not just saying that. Uh, because I'm here, but man, just the way that he take care of the players, that open door policy, man, like he's a straight shooter, and you gotta, you 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 gotta respect that. You've been around long enough, man. Some guys that'll tell you one thing, and it's just like, it's always somebody else's. Like, hey, well, it's not my decision, but this Kyle is a straight shooter. What he say, he mean. John been nothing but a straight shooter to me, man. And the older you get, the more you can respect that. I can respect that, man. Like, yeah, man, tell me what it is. And besides that, it's just like. He take care of his players, and that's why you see so many guys that got nothing but love and respect for Coach Kyle. Man, is everything perfect? No, Coach is. Everybody going to have some complaints. You've been in the locker room before. Complaints is always heard in every locker room, man. But I tell you what, man, it's a locker room full of guys, man, that run through a brick wall for Kyle, man. He's just that type of guy, man. He command that type of respect, and, man, the guys rally behind him, man, and I'm proud to be a part of this for sure. That's from Tashawn Gibson. Um, interesting moment to ask. Like, where were you on Kyle Shanahan before the year versus where are you on Kyle Shanahan now? Um, we'll get to that coming up around the bend, 888-957-9570. And then also coming up on the other side, here we go. We're going to give out the keyword that you need in order to qualify to win the framed, signed Christian McCaffrey jersey. We're also presented by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. This is Willard and Dibs. It's better after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. And dips on 95.7 The Game. Ooh, we got a development. Yeah? To tell you about. We got a development to tell you about. 
to Warrior Wednesday, brought to you by Freeman's Appliance, trusted name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. And in about 10 minutes, just before the top of the hour, we're going to tell you what the keyword is that you need to win the signed and framed Christian McCaffrey jersey. So once we give you that word in 10 minutes, all you got to do is text the word to 20357. Again, we give you the word. You text that word into 20357 and bang, you're qualified. That is coming up in 10 minutes. Don't move. Don't move. And this just in. Mm. Cowboys are not firing their coach. Mike McCarthy will stay as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Take that, Belichick. Mike McCarthy will coach the Cowboys next year. Maybe it's because Belichick uh, made it be known that he didn't want to go work for Jera and his son Steven. And so they immediately decide, well, if we can't have Bill, we might as well stick with Mike. Why don't you come out immediately and debunk that? Why does it have to wait until Wednesday for that news to come out that you're going to keep your head coach? Well, they probably didn't talk about it. not much of a vote of confidence. They didn't talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I mean, what's to talk about? You, you apparently saw what you there saw. Was a, apparently there was a lot to talk about. Yeah, I think that if you're that upset by it, then you make the move. And it, you make the move if you are going to be able to get a guy that you really, really want, which is Belichick. Maybe they don't want And you can't him. get Belichick. So then you decide a couple of days later, well, we're not firing Mike McCarthy. Well, like I told you a couple of days ago, I, I think that uh, – uh, the the Dallas Belichick marriage always had a very large bugaboo stuck into the whole thing, which is who's got the power. You had two sides there; neither one of them are going to relinquish the power, and so it's not going to happen. Belichick to Atlanta sounds like a real possibility, to be honest with you. And uh, Harbaugh to the Chargers; those are the two things that, if I had to bet on them, I would bet on those right now. Um, the Dallas thing, that, that, that's the question from the beginning. But I didn't have this on, on my likely bingo card. I didn't think they'd keep him. But, uh, yeah, I get it. Look, you let the emotion die down. You talk about it. You see where your players are at. Your quarterback came out and said, if he, it, it, like, if you're mad at him and you think he should go, then I should go too. So uh, McCarthy stays. I'm surprised. I am too. Yeah. I'm surprised, but not shocked, because if you're going to make that move, you would have made it, I think, out of emotion, and you would have done it right away. And I, I do think that you know, if they were going to try to make a run for Bill and they found out that he's not going to be available or he doesn't want to come there, then maybe you make that be known here on a Wednesday, darn near 5 o'clock. But it's probably the right move, I think. I don't know if bringing in a new head coach is the answer. You tried to bring in a new offensive coordinator, and it seemed to work up until January, but something's wrong with the roster or the coaching staff or ownership or all of the above in Dallas because you sure looked like one of the most talented teams in football most of the way through the year, yep. and then you got absolutely rolled at home by Green Bay. Um, buzz I'm hearing out there, out and about, also suggests that Nick Sirianni is very likely to be safe in uh, in Philadelphia, yeah. So these two high profile, like, oh my gosh, we got to freak out because we lost in the playoffs. I think they're both going to stay. I think they're both going to stay. The Sirianni one that made sense um, from the beginning, quite frankly. Unless you're a caller to sports radio right. in, in Philadelphia, where uh, rational goes to die. What are you supposed to do if you're Nick Sirianni? Yeah. 
other than win the Super Bowl. He goes 34-17 and in three years in the regular season, makes the playoffs all three years, and not a lot of coaches can say that they are 3-for-3 three three in making the playoffs. You made it to a Super Bowl, and you lost a good, hard-fought ball game. I don't know if you can say that Sirianni gagged it away. You had a defensive player... Make a oh, make a mistake, commit a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean you were right there against the Chiefs, and you could have won it. And this year, yeah, it was a collapse. But you know, you put that all on Sirianni. No, but I mean, look, this is the way it goes. It was a total collapse, and it's trending in the wrong direction. They've got a lot of transition now, so um, I think that the feeling amongst Philly fans is we might have missed our window. Might have missed our window. And that's that's what that's what shows you the door sometimes. Yeah. I mean, let's pick up what Deshaun Gibson said on the Richard Sherman podcast. We played it for you about seven or eight minutes ago. If you weren't with us, this is what Gibson said about Kyle Shanahan. Kyle's probably my favorite coach I played with. I'm not just saying that uh, because I'm here, but man, just the way that he take care of the players, that open door policy, man, like he's a straight shooter. And you gotta, you 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 gotta respect that. You've been around long enough, man. Some guys that'll tell you one thing, and it's just like it's always somebody else's. Like, hey, well, it's not my decision, but this Kyle is a straight shooter. What he say, he mean. John right. been nothing but a straight shooter to me, man. And the older you get, the more you can respect that. I can respect that, man. Like, yeah, man, tell me what it is. And besides that, it's just like. He take care of his players, and that's why you see so many guys that got nothing but love and respect for Coach Kyle. Man, is everything perfect? No, Coach is. Everybody going to have some complaints. You've been in the locker room before. Complaints is always heard in every locker room, man. But I'll tell you what, man. It's a locker room full of guys, man, that run through a brick wall for Kyle, man. He's just that type of guy, man. He command that type of respect. And, man, the guys rally behind him, man. And I'm proud to be a part of this for sure. You know, I mean, we have these conversations at the beginning of the year. And there are plenty of 49er fans like, I can feel this. You can feel this. You all can feel this. And this is part of what I was getting at off the top of the show with why I think that this is not the most comfortable place to be. The comfortable part of the Niners situation is they're the best team and they've got everyone coming to their building. So that's comfortable. The uncomfortable part is it's way more fun when sports can just be light and fun. And if you win, you celebrate. And if you lose, it's like, ah, <laughs> shoot, good we'll try. Yeah. yeah, but nobody's feeling that way right now. This is a you better win. You better do it. And you know damn well who it's coming down on if they don't. You know damn well who it's coming down on if they don't. Depends on how it goes, but most likely I, it comes down on Kyle. I don't really think it is. It does depend. I don't. I think all roads lead to Kyle because even if let's say. Brock Purdy goes out in the playoffs and does what he did Christmas night. Where do you think that lands? On Brock? Sure. You think everybody's going to go, oh, your career, which has spanned 20 games, is now over. Well, it's going to be Brock is the fraud that we thought he was. And? That's it. I don't... Depends If he throws four interceptions like he did on Christmas, was that Kyle's fault that those passes were tipped and picked? Yes, because he picked him. He picked him. Well... He picked I, him. That ship has sailed. I don't think it has. Because he was Mr. Irrelevant. No, I mean, but we're going to He go... picked him, but he didn't. It's not like you picked him first overall. No, but I don't mean he picked him in the draft. 
I mean, he picked him in the whole Trey Lance saga that took place right. over the last two years. And led you to the you, number one seed in a bye. I don't think that in that scenario, Kyle gets the, the same amount of blame that you think. Well, I, I, I really do. If it comes down to a tight game and there's a couple of play calls that are controversial, then yeah. Or clock management, then heck yeah, but, Kyle gets the but blame. the perception has been that Kyle Shanahan is a really good play caller and coach and has had a wonderful window here with the 49ers that's never quite gotten over the top because you couldn't quite figure out the QB spot. And now we've arrived at this time where it's like, oh, okay, he's finally got his QB. And if he goes out there in the playoffs and lays a complete egg, well, now I, I, I completely think there's a very large faction of the fan base that's going to throw its hands up and go, you still haven't found that dude. It, d- despite the fact that he'll finish second or third in the MVP race. I'm not telling you I think that. Yeah, I'm telling you that Kyle Shanahan is the one that has had multiple shots at this and doesn't have the ring. And this feels, can we all agree, this feels like his best shot. Absolutely, but okay. I don't think that the criticism, if it comes down, will be on him picking Brock. I think the criticism comes down on him, and the label of can't win the big one is what sticks with him more than it being, well, you should have stayed with Trey, or you should have kept Jimmy. Brock. It was a mistake to have Brock be your QB. I think the majority of the fans, if it goes down the way we're saying, with a loss short of winning the Lombardi, I think if it comes down in a regular way, it's Kyle just can't win the big one. And you can talk about the blown lead in Atlanta when he was a coordinator, 28-3. to People still hang that around his neck. Even though he was an offensive coordinator, they blame him for sure. not being able to close the door. Even though you and I have had this conversation, that game went sideways oh, a number gosh. of different ways. Most notably... The fact that their defense couldn't stop New England and Matt Ryan had a fumble inside his own 30-yard line that gave New England an easy score. There were crazy plays all over the board, but people still blame Kyle for that even though he was a coordinator. But let me ask you the definition of the big one. What does that mean? The big one is the Super Bowl. Okay, well, then he's only had two tries. Right. So if he doesn't even get to this one... That's even worse. Well, Because this team... But you can't say then he doesn't win the big one because he's... Well, this is a big one. I know, but he's won those before many times. Right, but he's he hasn't won the, won the big one. repeatedly. But he is in a situation now where you have a home game and you're a huge favorite, and if you win, you'll have a home game and you'll be a huge favorite. Maybe not a nine-and-a-half-point favorite against Detroit, but I bet you'd be... Six and a half, maybe sniff and seven. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. And then, you know, you go to the Super Bowl in against a team that you'll probably be favored against by three or three and a half. So this is a thing where you got to get it done. Um, that's what I hate. And you're not wrong. You got to get it done, Kyle. <sighs> I mean, unless if something happens like it did against Philadelphia. Like, well, sure, let's take sure, that sure, as sure. an example. Does any 49er fan look at the Eagle game? And say, Kyle, that was your fault. Absolutely, they did. Well, you and that's did. ridiculous. You did. No, I yes, did not. Did. I did not say it was his fault. You that they have lost. torched that play call for a year. It's a bad play call, but it was a better defensive play. Okay. It, that okay. play call was not why they lost. They lost because their defensive player knocked your quarterback out. That's why. It yeah, wasn't. But those are the same thing. Well, your, your tight end got beat. Yeah. 
And that's that's football. Exactly. That's the way it happens. Yeah. That's not what you've said all year. That's exactly what I've said. I didn't say it was Kyle's fault. No, you said it was a bad play call and, and that he never should have left a backup tight end on Hassan Reddick. Well, it's hindsight's which is, 2020. Which is, which is a play call that is used all the time. Right. And has been had worked very effectively time to time. With a better uh, tight end now well, than they had then. No, even with that one. Yeah. Like with their backup tight end. Like that's, that's a chip block. And he whiffed. You know what I mean? Like I, like I get what you're saying, but by the same token, it's like, yeah, we do this. We're going to spotlight one play and then use a premise to explain a result, none of which really have anything to do with each other, which is the bad play call, if you even want to call it that, or simply bad execution by a player, leads to a sack. The injury, right. in my opinion, is sort of parenthetical. That's like bad luck. That's bad luck. Socks happen every single game. Brock Purdy's going to get hit this weekend. Um, it's just a matter of like, it's like Mike Golick said when he was on our show a couple hours ago. It's not a matter of if you get hurt, it's when and it's how. You know what I mean? What's the injury? Is it something you can come back from? But come on, you, you, heard, you heard that many times all year long. Trey Lance was Kyle Shanahan's fault when he got hurt, and so was Brock Purdy. We heard it repeatedly. Right. I think that the coach is always going to be the one who is going to get the lion's share of the blame no matter what. And, which is my point. That's my point with right, Kyle Shanahan. I don't think that it's going to be because he picked Brock Purdy. It's There will be other reasons if it goes south. Um, whatever they are. like I think that if, if in some way this doesn't go right, that's who it's going to be hardest for is, uh, is Kyle Shanahan. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even pop.
podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.